if I'm saying God inspired this, like, let me make, if I'm painting, like, let me make this the best that it can be. You hear that all the time, like, bars. Yeah. But like, what actually is. Find yourself in community with like-minded people that can stretch you, that can help you. Take on the mindset that your best work is always ahead of you. Y'all hear me? Uh, hey. Well, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to Creative Bites, the podcast where we talk all things creative in bite-sized form. I'm your host, Kayla, and today I have with me Selena Rebel. Selena is the Communications and Creative Arts Manager for Celebration Church in the Netherlands, and fun fact, we've actually never met in person. Uh, we got to know each other through a mutual friend, and we also happen to be kind of like work family. Um, so let's welcome Selena to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Kayla. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so before we dive too deep into today's topic, my kind of warm-up question for you is, do aliens exist? I was thinking about that, and I had like a tiny existential crisis because I thought, <laughs> you know, you can really lose yourself in that rabbit trail. Yeah, uh, for sure. But I think, you know, there's a lot of things going around on the internet, you know, with the Area 51 yeah. and, um, and all the UFO footage. Um, I think... I'm, I'm standing firm on it does not exist until proven otherwise. Okay. And uh, I think I'll just leave my train of thought with God and yeah, <laughs> let him deal with it. Yeah, um, I think that's a good position to have. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think I think it's it's possible. I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, obviously all that could be like photoshopped and special effects. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just like, you know, we're like when you zoom out for the galaxies and everything, like we're so small. And so right. it's hard to like fathom like, I guess just being the only thing in something so big yeah. but I definitely think if they did it wouldn't be like what we've seen on tv like the green guy like yeah. it would probably be something, like something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be something a little bit different for sure yeah yeah for sure. so uh today's topic it's it's kind of abstract kind of not there's some like practical applications but it's basically just language translating language to visuals so my first question for you is what's the best thing you've learned when it comes to translating language to visuals I think definitely less is more. Mm. I think when I started, I studied graphic design for about four years. And in the last year of my study, I um, got to be volunteer graphic designer in church. So I mm. kind of rolled into church ministry. And um, I think definitely less is more. I, f I felt like I should put all the wording on one slide or one flyer and mm -hmm. then everybody will get it. And I yeah. think it's it's something that you have to develop to know which words you can use and the mm. message will still, you know, um, come across. And yeah, I think I was just trying to be sure that everybody would get what is, what is being communicated to put mm -hmm. every word on there and all the images that could possibly fit within the theme of the yeah. visual. Um, but that less is more. And, mm. and I think the attention span is shorter mm -hmm. than, than it used to be, I think with all the, you know, the social media, the attention span is shorter so you have yeah, to for sure less wording yeah uh, to point them to the direction that you want them to go yeah for sure I think like adding on to that I would say like be open to it looking differently so kind of what you said but a little different um you know there's been so many times where like you said I've gotten a ton of content or you know maybe just hey this is kind of the direction we're headed and I'm like okay I have you know kind of an idea of what I want to do or what that looks like and then I, I do it and I'm like this does not look good at all and there are definitely times when I'm like okay I'll delete it I'll close the application I'll move on but then there are other times where I sit with it and kind of wrestle and like you're saying hey maybe pull some of that language off maybe like not do so many pictures and then it turns out like better than I could have imagined so kind of like 
stay in it, be open. Like the path is not always straight. Sometimes there's curves and cur curves, but um, you know, like be open, be be submitted to the process because it can look differently, but that doesn't mean that it will be a bad outcome. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so do you prefer to kind of get a lot of language or direction up front or you like to be given free reign? Um, I think I like a lot of direction and a mm -hmm. lot of um, to get to know what what the client or the pastor or somebody else who's giving me the the assignment. Mm -hmm. I want to understand what what they want to get across. Um, I think it's definitely a skill for a designer to find the free reign within a lot of language. Mm. I think sometimes it can feel like it's, it's a box where you put in and yeah. it doesn't have to be exactly this. Mm. What I've learned is that when you take that and you um, design it, you always have a different vision than the person who's explaining it to you. Right. So it will always look different. And sometimes it's a little bit in the wrong direction and you need mm. more feedback to get back to um, their vision. But there's... I think there's a lot of strength in and uh, beauty in in you as a designer because you know you are unique and mm -hmm. your style is unique and yeah. even if you're trying to copy somebody else it's still unique because it's your vision it's right. your creation so I think it's important I like to understand what the what the client or, or you know the, the person that's giving you the assignment what they want to communicate mm -hmm. and um, it also helps me to, whenever somebody gives me an assignment to make a visual that is completely um, aligning with what their vision is and something that looks totally opposite. Mm. So it kind of helps them to break that box of what they've been envisioning for a long time. Yeah. Kind of look at the other side and maybe yeah, you can find something in the middle. Mm. Um, but I think that helps me as well. Yeah, yeah that's really good. I'm actually the complete opposite. So I like free reign, <laughs> minimal direction. Right. Um, conceptualizing is like my favorite part of the creative process. So when someone's like, go for it, I'm like, yes, this is like yeah. my ideal situation. Right. I think it definitely takes um, a specific type of leader to be able to give direction and not become like micromanaging. And yeah. so there's like, for sure, a sweet spot in that. Um, but I will say like, if I think if a client or a person or a pastor has kind of already a vision for what they want, um, nine times out of 10, even if they say go for it, it's just like never gonna, like what I do is never gonna match up. Yeah. And so if someone already has that in their mind, then I would rather than just like, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. But yeah. you you have some room kind of in that. Yeah, it definitely depends on the person that is giving you the assignment because some people are saying, like we like you said you have free reign but they have a specific image in their mind mm. so I've learned to minimize the frustration as a designer to, yeah because it also can feel like it's never good enough what, mm. what you're pretending mm -hmm. but what they actually wanted to say to you is I have this picture in my mind but they're saying free reign mm. and so to avoid that miscommunication I always ask a lot of questions yeah that's and, good and and try to um ask them like hey can you send me some pictures of what mm. you like yeah. um and, you know, with working with my pastor, um, sometimes he'll draw me a sketch of something that he saw online for mm -hmm. like a sermon series. He will draw a sketch and I will be like, okay, this is what you have in mind. Yeah. And then I can take it and, and give him an example of that sketch, but also something completely opposite. Um, and we've been working together for almost five years now. And I think we understand each other quite well now. Yeah. I know that when he says this, he actually means this. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and I I also watch what he likes on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, yeah. It feels a tiny bit like stalking, but yeah, it's not, a little creeper status. Process. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you pay attention of, of what your pastor likes um, online and and you know what type of worship music he listens to, you know exactly what he feels. Mm. You know, you know what his inspiration is is coming from. Um, so I think that's also important to have that as a designer. If, if you know your leaders, if you know what they like, um, it's it's easier to understand what they're trying to communicate within yeah, the church. Yeah, that's really good. And that's cool that y'all established that relationship. I think trust is a huge part of creativity, whether people realize it or not. So it's really cool that you have that. Yeah. Um, how do you keep a language kind of in the forefront of your mind when you're creating? Um, I think when you are designing it's important that you know what the what the goal is of your design mm, yeah um, I think whenever because I do like the the week-to-week slides you know the the announcements and okay, sometimes yeah. the event and, yeah. and sometimes we have um just um postcards that we send out for people who are getting married or you mm. know like um personal touches and I think what's really important with every design is that you know what the goal is going to be. And then also um, you have to imagine the people who are seeing the visuals. So when mm. you're designing for, for social media, you have to know what the trends are. Yeah. You have to know, like, I know um, that right now on Instagram, it's so, uh, it's like really popular, really um, to have like a, a perfect feed. Mm, like an aesthetic yeah. pleasing feel yeah. you know, and everything just intertwines and um and you have like a, a rhythm going on in your feed so if you know that that's kind of popular online it's important to kind of reflect that on your social media for the mm. church because nine out of ten times when somebody's um visiting the pages of your church they that's what the, that's the first thing they see mm-hmm. they might not be interested yet in what you're communicating but what they see is yeah is, already you know aesthetically pleasing yeah <laughs> it's that's fun good. to look at it's fun to read as well yeah and I think it's really important it's not because you want to get more likes or get me more views or you know um grow your brand as a church it's more mm-hmm. that you are relevant for that person who is getting to know your church yeah and um especially when you're also designing for sip for several men- ministries, you know, mm. what is fun to look at for the youth, you know, bright colors and, and everything might not be as fun to look at for the older people. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So and with, with videos, like for a youth event, you can do it like flashing yeah. lights, everything, everything. For, for the, for the mature people and the wise mm-hmm. people in the church, yeah. because it sounds like her. Yeah, I like that language. <laughs> <laughs> like the wise people in the church, they need like calm images mm-hmm. and clear wording so you have to know who you're designing for. Yeah. And because when I started, I designed for myself and what I liked mm-hmm. and what I found pretty. Yeah. But then it wouldn't connect with the people in the church. Mm. So you really have to turn it around and see who I'm designing for and, and what is outside of the church walls interesting to look at online. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, practically, something that I do or like try to practice is if it's like, you know, a theme or it's, hey, it's Christmas and it's the king is here, like whatever it is, I try to kind of, whenever I set up my, my canvas on 
whatever Photoshop Illustrator InDesign I try to go ahead and type those words or whatever if it's like hey it's an event these are this is daytime location I'll put it in there and then after I'll go in and like lay it out or I'll you know add a font or if it's hey we want these certain colors I'll do that first so that when I'm like in it nitty-gritty I have my like music going my candles going I'm not like doing things and then like hey we actually wanted this and I'm like oh I forgot but like it looks too good to mess it up now yeah yeah so um are there any things you do intentionally when you um when you have to communicate or like when you're trying to communicate to specify what you're going for um well I think it kind of ties in with the with the previous answer just making sure that you know who you're designing for mm-hmm. um I think I used to be so afraid to look up sites that had templates, you know, like mm-hmm. the resources sites, mm-hmm. um, because I felt like I'm a designer and I study for this. So I have yeah. to do everything myself and it has to be original. Yeah. Um, but I found a lot of strength in using sometimes inspiration of those sites mm-hmm. and maybe even using their visual and, and then creating it or morphing it into my own design. Yeah. Um, but we need to draw inspiration of, of other people and and whether that's pinterest or a paid mm. resources site it doesn't matter it doesn't um put less value on your design mm-hmm. um, i think it's 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 a strength because it can also drain you out you know yeah. it can also drain you out when you feel that pressure of designing everything yourself mm-hmm. um so that's what i do to kind of see like okay if i if we have this theme for the for the sermon series what is already out there, mm. what has already been designed. And, and especially with things like Easter and Christmas, I mean, if you've, if you've done it for more multiple years, it's, yeah. it's easy to kind of um, get stressed about, okay, what, what element are we going to use this year? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not have the same design every, every year. Yeah. Uh, so in, in that case, I think it's important to branch out and just search online what is already out there. How can you use it in, in um, your own design? And mm-hmm. it's also okay to use um, already, you know, um, creative resources. Mm-hmm. That's also fine. Yeah. If that, if that makes makes it easier for you to open up space to think creatively about another project, may, you know, make use of that, um, mm-hmm. that resource. Um, and also don't do it alone. Mm. I think that's a lesson that I'm still learning yeah. um, as, you, as you're going. I think you're never done learning about that and growing in that, but um, make sure that you sometimes show your design to your pastor or your mm. leader or your other colleagues. If you have multiple people in the, in the design ministry, I have my wonderful colleague and friend, Hester, mm-hmm. um, who's a creative director within our church. And, and um, we work closely together on every design that we do. And we just make sure that we give each other feedback and, and everything else, you know, with the video and everything, mm-hmm. it ties together yeah. in what you're you know, trying to communicate. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think um, I kind of similar to you, like mood boarding is huge for me. Um, so whether that's actually like in Photoshop, just pulling in resources or whether it's on Pinterest. Um, normally I try to mood board and it kind of gives me like a clear, clear direction and a clear path of like where I'm headed. And um, cause I'm the type of person who like, I can just like make 15 versions of like the same thing. And it's just like <laughs> tiny tweaks and colors. And so if I don't have like, okay, this is the goal. This is what we're trying to uh, communicate. I'll just be like, Hey, this is if you're feeling happy, this is a version. If you're feeling sad, this is a version. Uh, so yeah, mood boarding's like huge for me. Yeah, I I used to do that to kind of 
because that's what, what I've been taught in school to mm -hmm. make your mood board first and then start designing. But I've learned to do it on the go, mm. kind of start somewhere and put colors and shapes together. And then yeah. I'll create like a thousand layers in Photoshop and look yeah. like, okay, this is what I'm going for, delete the rest. And yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. sometimes, sometimes, oh man, you're just your own worst critic and you just go and go and go. And sometimes mm. you have to be like, okay, let's just work with this and then yeah. go. Um, because I would spend too much time with, with the mood board boarding and making yeah, sure that yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. On and then we go ahead and create something else. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, kind of as we wrap up and the last question I really have for you is what's a piece of advice you can give to someone who's maybe struggling to translate like language they've been given into visuals? Yeah. Um, like, like I said before, make sure that, um, you pay attention of what your leaders like outside mm -hmm. of the church walls. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you understand what, what their language is. Um, and, and make sure that when you design, when you're, when you're in the process of figuring that out, um, whenever you make a design, make sure that you have maybe two or three options of that design that, yeah. want, that completely aligns with their vision of what they said. And, and then two others that alternate with, with inversions and, mm -hmm. uh, and make sure that you, help them understand how you work as a yeah. creative. Mm -hmm. if you if you need a lot of direction if you need a lot of specific words or colors or or images um, ask for that so they can mm -hmm. give it to you yeah um and if you if you keep on getting frustrated just make sure that you level on that um communication style first before you mm -hmm. start creating yeah um and don't be afraid to ask for help don't be mm -hmm. afraid to even maybe more so ask somebody who's not a designer so they can look at, at your design with a fresh um a fresh perspective of yeah. somebody who doesn't have any knowledge about design and you mm. know composition yeah they just see it and what they what they experience with your visual that's a helpful opinion mm. um and don't be afraid to make use of the resources that are already out there mm. it, it, even if you're a designer it doesn't put less value on what you've created. Um, yeah. I think we are meant to help each other. And um, I think that's that's an important lesson that I've learned when yeah. I started out when, you know, we've been Celebration Church for, for almost a year now. And mm. I remember one specific Zoom call with Chatty or Roscoe mm. and mm. I was just really in a place of, of tiredness and yeah. I felt like okay she's gonna tell me what to do and all she said is like why are you tired you got us now yeah I'm like oh yeah okay that's that's true so true I, yeah I have a church family now that I yeah. can email and be like help me out and yeah uh, and I think even if you're not within a church uh family like globally mm -hmm. there's still other designers out there that will help you yeah um so don't be afraid to reach out and um and if you're struggling take a breath and, yeah. and go pray yeah and ask god to reveal it to you and maybe he will not give you a download of a specific visual but but it will come and he mm. will be with you um but but don't put too much pressure on yourself yeah that's, that's so like good. that's like 20 points of <laughs> <laughs> no that was so good <laughs> well that's kind of all i had for you um if the people want to kind of follow you and, and plug into your life where can they find you at uh, I think it's best to follow me on Instagram. Okay. Rebel. Yeah. Uh, I'm on there. And um, I, I was talking to you earlier about this, but I have a project 
on YouTube that I've started last year. Mm. Um, it's a Christian YouTube channel called Rebel and the Shepherd, but then in Dutch. Mm. Um, and basically just making Christian YouTube videos. Um, and I would love for you to pray for that. Yeah. And, um, that God will help me uh, navigate that in the right way. Yeah. Help make me the right, help me make the right videos as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for and, having me. Yeah, of course. And we'll see you next time.